Thank you for tuning in to the latest message from Island Church, Dundalk. Amen. So I'm going to share the word that the Lord put in my heart for this evening. And the past couple of weeks um, on Wednesday refuel services, we've, we've been um, talking about it the real you and stuff. So we, we finished that off last week. Amen. I'm going to start something different tonight. But we were talking about um, what takes place at the rebirth and what you now have in Christ, what you have on the inside of you. Amen. So that's what we've looked at. And you know, church, these, these biblical principles are vital to your spiritual growth. They're vital to your spiritual growth. And we need to ensure we, we know what we look like in Jesus. We need to know what we have on the inside of us. So what I want to begin to talk to you about um, is going to be a good springboard from what we have been looking at. And um, I've been reading and I've been meditating on the Word and on certain scriptures, and the Lord just started pressing upon my heart the importance of a healthy progression. Amen? We should be progressing. You know, we should be healthy spiritually. Amen? That's where we should be. We need to be growing spiritually and moving in the right direction, which is always forward in Jesus. Amen? We're never going backwards. So no matter where you are in your Christian walk with regards to maturity, we all, there's things we all need to ensure and get established in order to progress and strengthen ourselves spiritually. So we know, like, like I said, we've been looking at, we know that we're no longer dead in Christ. Who's, who's no longer dead in Christ in here? You know, you're alive, amen? You're alive in him. You're alive in Jesus, right? You know that you're no longer dead. And it's from him that you receive that life. All things have become brand new. He is the source. So we need to maintain our connection to him. He is our source. We have to maintain our connection to him. Continually draw nourishment and the life that he has for us from him. Amen? We stay connected so I've titled this Staying Connected. Amen? Staying Connected. You know, God doesn't want us to be cut off from our source of strength, becoming dry and weak. Amen? He wants us to be vibrant and strong. He wants to continually refresh us with the waters of his Holy Spirit. Continually refresh us so that we can remain in that place of strength. So we must be progressing spiritually. That is, being so in touch with our spirit man. Being so, you know, sensitive to our spirit. Being so dead to ourselves, dead to our flesh. And being alive to our spirit man. So engulfed in his presence that Jesus begins to pour out into every part of our being. That we look more and more like him in every way. And church, this has been heavy on my heart. Is to, is to just be so surrounded and so filled up with his presence. Amen. And I'm sure if, if anybody that was here during prayer probably heard the majority of what I'm about to say because it's stirring on the inside of me. It just keeps coming out. It keeps coming out. It keeps coming out. It keeps coming out. The importance of being connected to him. He is our source. He has to be the one you're drawing everything from. So I want you to turn with me to Colossians chapter 2. And this is a scripture 
that, you know, God gave me revelation of on a whole other level. And I, I love this scripture, and there's so much in it, and, and I want to kind of look at this. We won't get through it all tonight, but over the next um, period of time that, we're, that I'm here on Wednesday evenings, I, I, I want to look at this, the truth that's in these verses. And in Colossians chapter 2, in verse 6, it says, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with, it with thanksgiving. Amen. Throughout this letter, you know, Paul is writing to encourage all believers to continue in the same manner by which you first believed. Okay, so it says, as you therefore have received Christ, how did you receive Christ? By grace through faith. Amen. We talked about these things. This is why, this is, this is why it's a good springboard because we now have an understanding of these things. We discuss these things. It's not by our works. It's not by what we could do. We didn't, it's not our righteousness. It's his righteousness. We couldn't get to the Father except by Jesus. Amen? So we, we hardly knows it. <laughs> so we, as we've received Christ, we continue to walk in him. And that's in, by faith. That's what we're called to do. We're not supposed to disconnect ourselves from the source church. We're not supposed to disconnect ourselves from our source of life, from our source of nourishment. We're to stay joined together in union with our Lord and Savior, growing in intimacy with him every day. Amen. Been so close to him that you begin to know his heartbeat. And I've, I've just written a few things down here that, that just, oh, we're just on my heart. Been so close to him that you begin to know how his heart beats. You know what moves his heart. It's not about you. See, you've died to yourself. You've died to your own desires. Amen. You, we should be empty in ourselves so that we can live 100% for him. So we need to know what moves his heart. What beats his heart? What is his heartbeat? Growing more in love with him as he pours out his heart into ours. Amen. Revealing to us his goodness and his glory. You know, the Lord desires for every believer to be in this place. That's what he desires. But it, it's, it's sadly not the case. Too many people are not progressing in a healthy manner. They're not progressing spiritually. Amen? They're not. Too many, too many people are dead. There's no life in what they're doing because they're not connected. What must we do to stay connected? So this is what we're going to talk about. So first of all, through the same way you first believed, you continue, you continue to walk in that same way, and that's by faith. Amen. Faith in what Jesus has done and in what he is in your life. He is what you're joined to. He is what you're joined to. So go back to a chapter in Colossians and turn to uh, chapter 1. Verse 21. And you who were once alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works. That's who you used to be. That's the, that's the old man. 
Yet, now he is reconciled. And remember, we talked about what that means. It means he reconnected us back to himself. Isn't that good news? We've been reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and and above reproach in his sight, if indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. You know, so what I want to point out, church, here, first of all, from these verses is, it is faith in what the blood of Jesus accomplished on the cross that connects us to the Father. Amen? He reconciled us through what? It tells us. He reconciled all things to himself, Sorry, he rec- yet now he is reconciled in the body of his flesh through death. So from what Jesus accomplished on the cross, that is how we were reconciled to the Father. Amen? It is in what he has done for us. It is, and what do we need to do? We need to believe that. It's our faith in his grace. Amen? He has gifted us holiness, righteousness, and justification. We receive these through Christ, not from ourselves, not by our works. And I'll also note that neither do we keep them by our works. Amen? Isn't that good news? Or by our, bi- or our ability to be good enough. That's not what this means. It's not talking about your ability to be good enough. You aren't good enough. That's why you're in Jesus. Amen? That's why you're connected to him. He is your source. He is your source to the Father. Amen. He reconciled us back. Our faith was in Christ in the beginning, and it must continue to be in Christ. As you first believe, so walk in him. Notice the if in this portion of scripture. So we have a responsibility in staying connected. Paul was dealing with many false teachings about man's efforts and works when he was writing these letters. You know, um, um, many men taught, you know, yes, you can, you can receive your salvation by grace through faith, but then, you know, you still need to practice these things. You still need to, you know, keep up with the Jewish traditions in order to maintain your salvation. And Paul kept pushing back on these things and pushing back and pushing back. And he says, it's in what Jesus done alone that saved us. And that is enough to, you know, it's not what we do after that that keeps it. Amen. But we have a responsibility in staying connected. Doing what they were saying to do is not walking in the same way that you've received. How did you receive? By faith. So we're to continue in that same way, staying connected to him, grounded and steadfast so that we are not moved away from the hope of the gospel. Because if we don't, church, it results in us walking away from him. If we don't, it just results on us walking away from the things of God. If we don't stay connected, if we don't stay plugged into that source, into that life source, we just walk away. That's not what he desires for us. And this grounded and steadfast here. It's not a wishy-washy thing. Amen. It's describing, it's not describing someone who is just acquainted with their faith. Okay. It's describing, it's those that are well connected and established so that they can't be moved. Well connected and established that they cannot be moved. Immovable and steadfast in the faith. 
It's because then, you know, uh, what was happening was all of these false teachers were coming into the church and trying to say, trying to say, no, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. Preaching everything against the gospel and people were falling for it. Amen. It's the same today. You know, things, uh, there's watered down versions of what the word says watered-down versions of what the true gospel of Christ is about, and people are still falling for it, and they get disconnected from where they need to be. Chapter 2 in verse 6 it says, as you therefore have received Christ, Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. So in the Amplified, I want to read this to you. It says, therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, walk in union with him, reflecting his character in the things that you do and say, living lives that lead others away from sin. The Amplified Classic. Amen. Reflecting his character in the things that you do, church. Jesus should be pouring out of us. Jesus should be coming out of your pores. You should be reflecting his character. When people see you, us, they, are, they should see Jesus. But see, that, that is only going to happen is if, if we're connected to the right place. Amen? If we're connected to him as our source. If we're, if we're so engulfed with him. In another translation, it says, progressing further into your union with him. Our walk should be about that healthy progression into that union as we continue to walk by faith in all that we do. The same way that we first believe, continue to walk in him, by faith. If you get over to the sight realm, if you get over to the physical realm, if you get over to ex external, what you see externally, you're out of faith. Amen? We don't live by those things. We live by faith, not by sight. When we are reflecting his character, church, that is what's going to change the environment around you. When you're so full of him, that's what's going to change your environment. Do you want to turn your world upside down for him? Get consumed with his presence. Amen? Do you want to turn your, your world upside down? Do you want to turn your family, your community, your workplace, whoever is in around your influence, who you come into contact with every day. Do you want to turn your world upside down for Jesus? That's what we should be doing. In Acts chapter 17, that's what the religious leaders said about, uh, about the early church. Those boys, they're turning their worlds upside down. You see, they were saying it in a negative way, but it was a positive way because they were doing it for Jesus. They were teaching the, the known world about Christ, people that had never heard these things. They were starting Holy Ghost fires everywhere they went. And it was turning their worlds upside down. Get consumed with his presence. Stay connected. Don't lose your reverence for his presence. It has to be more important to you than anything else. It has to come first. Amen? He deserves the best, church. He deserves the best. He doesn't deserve whatever spare few minutes you have. He deserves that set-apart set, set time. That it's just you and him. So you can receive. You know, you plug into a power source, what do you get? You get power. Amen? Nothing, nothing happens to the appliance unless it's plugged in. 
Amen? We have to stay connected to him. He pours out on us. Oh, we have to be seeking his presence. So there's action needed. So walk in him. There's an action needed. We have to act on these things after we receive by grace. It's not automatic. Amen? We must decide to stay connected no matter what. When that connection is there, life is flowing. God doesn't want us to just look like Christians. God doesn't want us to just look like, you know, or look like it on the outside or say that we are. Artificial. Artificial, fake. He doesn't want that. He desires for life to be flowing from the waters of his spirit on the inside and pouring out to the outside. Life comes from the inside out. So verse 7 in chapter 2, it says, Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. You know, the Lord just opened up that verse to me a couple of months back, and and I've been taking notes on it all the time. But, you know, let's look at it in more detail and find out exactly what it says and how it means and how we can apply it. Rooted, right, first of all, the Greek translation is to be firmly rooted or fixed in place. Okay, this refers to a strong position, not easily swayed or moved away. You know, some trees can grow, some trees can grow hundreds of feet high. You know, they can, like, massive, massive, massive trees. You know, they can grow so tall. What gives that them the ability to do that? A strong root system. They have to be rooted. You see, what you see on the outside isn't just the whole tree. There has to be stuff that goes on underneath in order for them to stand strong, to stand tall. There has to be a good root system. Many trees survive storm after storm because they're firmly fixed and firmly rooted. Do you want to know why you feel feel vulnerable when storms come? Do you want to know why you feel vulnerable when the circumstances and situations are contrary and they start to try and sway you. Do you want to know why you feel vulnerable? It's a root system problem. It's a root system problem. Where are your roots? The root system is the problem. What is above the surface is not an indication of how strong the tree is. A tree may look strong. A tree may look, oh, that's never going to go anywhere. And then a storm might come and you go the next day and it's down. It may have looked, you know, immovable. It may have looked like it was, it couldn't be touched. But see, what's happened underneath the surface, you can't see. The root system is important. The Bible tells us where our roots should be, and that's in Christ. Ephesians chapter 3. Just look with me there real quick. In verse 16, and I want to read this in the Passion Translation, it says, And I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. Then, by constantly using your faith, this is how we're to walk, this is how we're to continue to walk, by constantly using your faith, 
the life of Christ will be released deep inside of you, and the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. You know, notice by constantly using your faith, life will flow on the inside of you. We will become so rooted in his love, and his supernatural strength is what keeps us firmly fixed and immovable. You know, the word rooted in the Greek, rizo, or in our verse in Colossians 2, it refers to a past completed action. What does that mean? It means it already happened. You see, when you were at, at, the, at the moment of redemption, you were attached to Christ. Amen? Amen. We can, church, we can't get attached. We can't attach ourselves to, to God except but through Jesus. You know, there was nothing that we could do. There's no other way that we could become attached to him other than by grace through faith. However, we must maintain that connection to him. We are charged with focusing on rooting ourselves deeply in him. Amen? The more we become intimate, the more we get to know him, the more we're sending those roots down. We become present seekers. We become intimate in our relationship with Jesus, and we seek his face above all else. We love his word, and we love to communicate with him through prayer. He becomes our only source of strength. When you walk in him by walking in faith, you won't be moved or distracted by the world around you. Jesus is your life. Jesus is everything to you, so you're not so easily moved. You become emptied of yourself, and, fill, and he fills you up. His spirit is dominating your life. Your flesh is submitted to your spirit. Your flesh has been put down. Your flesh has been told, no, 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 you don't rule me. I listen to what the Holy Spirit tells me by my spirit. That is how I'm going to be led. Church, when you yield to this kind of life, you will set fires. When you yield to this kind of life, you will you will become so full of Jesus that he just begins to ooze out of you. Amen? The power, the surging, your, that surge of power is constantly flowing and flowing and flowing and flowing because you're connected to him. Amen? You're plugged into him. Using the example of a tree, you know, if you cut that tree down, you don't only remove it from its source of strength and stability, you remove it from its source of life. Amen? The roots are what supplies life to the tree. See, the tree may look okay for a while disconnected from the root. You can water it. You know, you go, even a plant, you go pick a, up a plant that you like and you go and you put it in a, in a, in a, in a glass jar or in a vase in your house, put water in it, and you can even get wee feed that they gave or whatever. And it's okay for a couple of days, and then it begins to wilt. It begins to go brown. It begins to just crumble away. It's dead. It was, it was dead the moment it was cut away from the root. Amen? It became dead the moment it was cut away from the root. You see, you go and buy one of those big Christmas trees, the real trees, you know, and you go and get, you have to leave it late, as, as late into the month as you can get. Why? Because if you go buy it too early, you set it up in your house, you can even water it, you can do whatever you want with it, but then you'll notice the branches are just going to start to weep and droop and droop. 
then all the wee, um, wee pines or wee things on the end start to go brown and brittle and wilt and just start falling all over the floor. It's dead. See, you can try and sustain it for so long. It may have the appearance of looking beautiful in your house when you first put it up, but it's dead. Amen? Those artificial trees that you put up every year, they're dead. There's no life in them. Amen? There was no life flowing up through the tree the moment it was cut away. Our source of life, church, it comes from Jesus. It comes from Jesus. When we're connected to him, we're not brittle or dry. We're resilient and vibrant. Amen? You're resilient and you're vibrant when you're connected to him. I don't want to be fake or artificial. I don't want to have the appearance of life on the outside, but be dead on the inside, lacking power and strength. Our root system must be secure and deep. We must be intimately connected to our source of life in order to produce fruit and change the world around us. Do you want to produce fruit in your life? Stay connected to him. Stay connected to the source. Turn with me real quick to John chapter 15, one of my favorite chapters. John chapter 15. I'll read from verse 4. Abide in me, and I in you. You know, letters in red, church. This is Jesus speaking. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. So Jesus is the vine. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them, in, and, they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask whatever you desire and it shall be done for you. Oh, church, you should have said amen there. Now, come on. You will have, if you are abiding in him, if you are connected to him, if he is your source, whatever you ask of him, when it's, you know, anything according to his word, he will give it to you. Amen? Because you are connected to the source. You're, he, is the, he is the nourishment. By this my Father is glorified, that you will bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Oh, you have to remain in life union with him. You'll be fruitless if you're not connected to your source of life, if you're not intimately joined to him. As you draw from him as your source, fruit will burst forth from the inside and you glorify God. You'll glorify God with, by bearing much fruit. People will look at your life. They'll see Jesus all over you. That glorifies him. Amen? You, you look at your life right now and you're like, I don't think, see, I don't think people see Jesus on me. I don't think I, I'm glorifying God with my, with my demeanor, with my words, how I speak, how I act, how I respond to situations, how I respond to circumstances, how I respond to the storms. I don't think I'm displaying Jesus. Check your root system. Amen? Check that connection. If we live separated from him, we become powerless because he is our nourishment. 
The next one in that, um, I'll just have enough time to do this next one tonight, but the next one in uh, Colossians chapter 2 is um, built up. So rooted and then built up. So the Greek word for built up depicts something that grows upward and is built on a strong, solid foundation. Amen? When I was studying these things out, you know, I, I pictured, you know, and I think I shared this last year, this, this particular example within uh, one of the men's meetings, but um, it, it was like when I was studying these things out, like the Lord showed me or gave me this example of just, I've, you know, one of those big tall skyscrapers, right? You see, uh, you see one of those massive massive buildings. You go to Manhattan or, or any of those major cities where they're just, on, they're just everywhere. Amen? It's, 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 it's a massive, massive tall building, right? And uh, the height of those structures is what makes them dominate the area that they're in. You know, what do I, you, know you, you walk down that street and all of those smaller buildings that's in and around that, they, they're not what, what you're kind of throwing all your attention to. You're walking down the street and you're looking up at these massive, tall buildings. That's what's grabbing your attention. Because you're, it's like, oh, they, they just carry this, this. It's just the magnitude of them. Well, for me, anyway, I know that's the way that is. It's just, they just steal my gaze. They're just like, oh, you know, you're not interested in all of the wee smaller things around it. You're just looking up at that and, and how great it is standing there. And then you begin to think, how, how did they even build that? How did they even build that in such a small space with so much things around it? And your mind begins to race. It, it dominates your, your whole attention. You know, in order for those builders to get that structure to its peak, they first had to lay a good foundation. Amen. Or else it wasn't going to go very far. The taller the building, the deeper the foundation needs to be. Just like the tree structure that holds the tree firmly in place, the roots have to go deep. The foundation has to be good. The foundation has to be good. Do you want to be a solid structure in the things of God that bear much fruit and is spiritually strong? If so, then the foundation on which you build upon must be strong, and it must be able to take the weight and be able to withstand the pressure. You have to be able to withstand the pressure and take the weight. How do you do that? Build on a good foundation. Build on a good foundation. Jesus is our rock, church, and he and his word, the gospel, are the foundations on which we build upon. You know, um, go read Matthew chapter 7 and verse 24. It gives a couple of verses about, you know, that we should build our house upon a rock. It doesn't go anywhere. Those that build their, hand, their house upon a sand, it's shaky land. Amen. It sinks. Build your house upon a rock. Build it on a good foundation. Once you have the correct foundation, you can start building up. And notice how it says in Colossians 2, built up in him. He is the backbone. He is the true source of strength. He is the cornerstone. Amen? And, and we've been discussing some of these great things in our men's meeting, powerful, powerful stuff. But, you know, the cornerstone of a building is so important. The cornerstone of the building. You know, 
first of all, Jesus should be the only ingredient in the, in the building process. Amen. When we're building ourselves, he's the, he's the only ingredient. If you build, your, if you, try, oh, church, if you try and build in your own self, trying to throw in something here and there oh, that's not of him, your building is going to be compromised. Amen. He should be the only ingredient. Anything that is not of him won't last. So those skyscraper buildings, they have layer after layer, floor after floor, and they're all built upon each other. They stand tall, commanding the attention of the world around them. You know, if you desire to go higher in the things of God, then you better make sure that you're built up in him, having the correct foundation, which is Jesus the rock. Amen? If you want to go higher in the things of God... When we are consumed with Jesus that he's pouring out of us, we begin to command the attention of the people around us. We're standing tall. We're standing in him. And you begin to command the attention of the people around you. People start looking. Not because, you, not because of you, not because of how great you are, but because you're just oozing him. You're connected. Your pres his presence is coming forth out of you. Ephesians chapter 2, just on, on what we're after been talking about there, just if you turn with me there really quickly, I'm nearly finished for tonight. It says Ephesians chapter 2, in verse 21, it says, Jesus, the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building, been fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord. You know, the definition that I looked up of a cornerstone is something, is the part of it the part of it on which its existence, success, and truth depends. It is the part of it in which its existence, success, and truth depends. It's traditionally the first stone laid. Amen? Everything else is built around that. Everything else is built around that. Without it, the rest of the structure cannot be built because it connects the building together. It connects it together. It's built up upon that. What does the Bible say Jesus is? Our chief cornerstone. He, you, he is what you build upon and he is the, what you build up in. It's in him. Stay connected to the source in order to be built up. You know, our lives are to be built up solely around him and he is what we build upon. We get built up in him and his word, being active and living it out, allowing the Holy Spirit to prune and cut away anything that's not of him. Amen. Remember I said he's the only ingredient. You see, you start throwing in other ingredients, things are going to need to be pruned away. Amen. And that's just been, that's just been oh, in my heart the past couple of days. It's just that, you know, what can we do as a church? What can we do as a body, as the body of Christ? to start commanding the attention of the people around us. You want to be a skyscraper for him. You want to be one of those buildings that are so built up. He's right underneath and he's right up on every layer. He's the cornerstone. You stay connected to him. Stay plugged into him as your source. He's the nourishment. The moment you cut away, you know, notice the if in Colossians chapter 1, if you continue in the faith, amen, we have a choice to disconnect ourselves. 
We have a choice to disconnect ourselves. Don't disconnect yourself from the source. Amen? Stay connected. Stay healthy. Stay progressing. Stay progressing spiritually and stay spiritually strong in him. Amen? I, there's a few more points in that verse. Like there's, you know, um, built up, um, established and, you know, uh, talking about Thanksgiving. But I'm not going to get to all them tonight because if I went into another one, we'll be here for another while. So I'm going to um, leave that there for tonight just for us to uh, lay the foundation of what um, I wanted to speak about. So it's important, church. These are vital things we need to know. Vital things we need to understand. Amen? Stay connected. Stay connected. Don't unplug yourself. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You are good. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. Oh, we thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, Lord, for what you've done. Oh, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for who you are. We praise and we worship and we glorify your mighty name. Thank you, Lord, for this time, Lord, to, that we had to gather together. Thank you, Father, for what we received. Oh, healings. Oh, thank you, Jesus. New, fresh revelation. Thank you, Father, for your anointing. Thank you, Father, for your presence. Oh, we love you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Father, for this time together, Lord. We never want to take them for granted. We can, oh, Lord, more will never even be enough just to get into your presence. Thank you, Father, Lord, for the remainder of our week. Oh, Father, Lord, I dedicate it to you. Lord, that you, are, Lord, are in the middle of everything that we do. We build up everything around you. We root ourselves so firmly in you, Lord, that you're part of everything that we do and everything that we are. So, Father, thank you, Lord, that you protect us everywhere we go. Angels, Father, are taking charge of us. Oh, thank you, Father, Lord, for, Lord, strength. Strength, Lord, and energy. And we can draw from you, Lord. Even, Lord, when our, when, our, when our minds can get tired and our bodies can get tired, Lord, you know, with just our busy schedules and everything else, Lord, you are our source of strength. Amen. Father, you are who we draw from. So we thank you, Father, Lord, that nothing, nothing, no, no situation, no circumstance can wear us out, Father, because you were connected to you in everything. Thank you, Father, Lord, for an opportunity to give to you, Lord, to give of our finances, Father. Lord, every time we come into this house, Lord, it's an opportunity to give. Lord, to apply our faith, to continue to walk in you, Lord, and, and do and act upon what, what your word says. We know, Father, Lord, that as we sow, oh, Lord, that you are faithful. You are faithful, Father, Lord, and we will reap. Lord, we will reap an abundant harvest. We will reap, Father, by, by what we sow. So, Father, I thank you for generous hearts. Thank you, Father, Lord, for, for blessings, Lord, that you've poured up upon us, Lord, so we can continue to sow just to further your kingdom, Lord. Lord, just put it back, to, to put it, Lord, to good use, Lord, to put it into winning souls, Father, Lord, to just advance in your kingdom here in this earth, because that is what our only purpose is. That is what, Lord, we love to do. So we thank you, Father, for what we're able to support missions and, and Lord, just community work, Father, and just everything that we're able to do, Father, Lord, because you have placed, Lord, givers in our midst. So thank you for these opportunities to give, Lord. And we know, Father, that you will continue to bless us. Thank you, Father, Lord, for opportunities to witness this week, to tell others about Jesus and for the boldness we need, Father, and for your Holy Spirit to lead us in all that we do, teaching us, telling us the words to say and when to say it. 
And Father, I declare, Lord, that here at Island Church, Lord, we are covered by your blood. We're empowered by your word and we're anointed by the Holy Ghost. Amen. We are so glad you could join us for our latest message. We are located right in the centre of the town and we would love for you to call in and see us. Details are on our website at islandchurchdundalk.ie.